there and welcome to episode 55 of Be Boomer Unleashed. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episodes and all the episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. Today's episode, Life After High School, as we continue our discussion on this topic, is an interview with a former student. But before we get to that, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. We can always be found at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play at Be Boomer Unleashed, on iHeartRadio at b.boomerunleashed. Our link can also be found on Facebook, Spotify, Tumblr, and Instagram at Be Boomer Unleashed, and on Twitter at Be Boomer Unleashed One. And you can always drop us an email. We encourage you to do so. Drop us an email at beboomerunleashed at gmail.com. That's beboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Give us suggestions for future programming. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Be Boomer Unleashed podcast, please let us know what you'd like to talk about, and we'll try to work you onto the show. So on with episode 55. Last week, we talked a bit about life after high school for the baby boomers. Today, we're going to fast forward a few years, and we're going to share a recorded interview with former student Josh Bloss. Cheryl Rooley, our librarian at Barbersville Middle School, was gracious enough to allow us to record our interview right there at the Barbersville Middle School Library. So without further ado, we take you to that recorded interview now. Well, we're happy to have in our studio today a former student, Josh Blossom, and uh, he was a student here at Barbersville Middle School, and we have returned to the scene of the crime today. and. Josh was a student here, and I was a principal. And, um, you know, we've been talking here on Be Boomer Unleashed about life after high school, and Josh has had an interesting life after high school, and uh, we're just uh, privileged to have him with us today. How you doing there, Josh? Pretty good. How are you doing, Mr. Lake? Welcome to the welcome to Be Boomer Unleashed. It's, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you here. Uh, Back at middle school, did you ever think we'd be having an interview like this? Honestly, I never thought we could sit down and talk one-on-one <laughs> one unless, you know, I was being called to your office for something because, you know, I was yeah. a bit of a rebel rouser. Yeah, well, <laughs> well Josh, uh, it seems today that uh, everybody um, uh, says, well, you got to go to college, got to go to college, do this and that. Tell us a little bit about your um middle school and high school experience and tell us a little bit about what you've been doing I've, I've, I'm excited to hear about some of the things you've uh, you've been doing there uh, share share with us a bit well you know I mean like you said uh, you know everybody says college 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 the more education the more opportunities open the door and to me that's not always necessarily the case um, you know I work with a lady right now that actually has a master's degree in teaching and works with me at Alcon in quality right. control right so, you know, just because you have a college degree doesn't mean necessarily mean you're always going to, you know, follow your degree and the uh, line of training and things that you get in college to follow. Like uh, myself, I have a I have an associate's degree in hospitality management with I double majored in marketing and I minored in culinary arts. And, you know, right. again, I'm working at Alcon and Quality Control, which right. is actually one of the better jobs here in the area. Right. You know, Alcon, I think employees close to a thousand or more people here in the tri-state area right so you know uh, Alcon and, and it's still growing so you know yeah. Alcon has really been one of the uh, best producers for you know I've worked with a lot of former students from here in the county 
Right. So, um, you know, and not when I'm you know, not busy at Alcon, as you've discovered here recently on Facebook, that I am an author, an international selling yeah, author. Yeah, tell us about that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so when I was in my freshman year at Mount West, uh, my English professor had our final for her class was we had to write a short story. So, and my wife, on the side note, my wife has always been for years, you know, you just start writing, you know, because you've got a lot of stories from, you know, I've traveled, I've been around places, I've gotten to do things a lot of people don't, don't get to normally do. So I just took upon myself, created three characters based off, myself and two other friends that were actually students here as well and my professor looked at me and goes why don't you make this a full-blown novel you know restructure a few things you know work on your bros a little bit and she gave me examples and a few other things and I found the world of independent publishing through Amazon and other uh, different mediums and from there I've been doing this now close to six years and I have a total of nine novels out there three are young adult and new adult and the rest are unfortunately 18 and over due to the graphic content right but uh unfortunately for a lot on the independent circuit you have to do things like that just to try to make a name and try to get sales and get noticed right right well when you were in uh, middle school and high school did you get much uh, career counseling or education counseling or uh, anybody really sit you down and say, you know, Josh, this is uh, probably what you ought to do. Uh, did you get any of those kinds of perks in, in your school system? Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm very fond of Miss Adili. Sure. You know, former choir and orchestra teacher yeah, here in the right, county. Right. Uh, she always seen the passion I had for music, and for a long time I actually started trying to go down the road with music. Right. Uh, you know, I got into lyrical writing. I started writing musical pieces with Adam Yurkey, another right, former right. student. I mean, Adam's phenomenal oh, yeah. uh, when it comes to the guitar. And, I mean, just his knowledge and his skills are just, oh, yeah. you know, some Incredible. of the best I've ever seen. Right. I mean, he can just listen like, you know, like that snap of a finger and he'll pick it up. He'll tell you what chord, what scale. I mean, Adam's just phenomenal when it comes to uh, the, what he knows with music. Uh, you know, music kind of became a bust after a while and, you know, we had, you know, we had entered the majors through high school. I think that has changed since then. Right. But some, you know, I, I've had some friends who entered the majors really worked for them, like David Cotton's now an engineer up in Morgantown. Right. And, you know, a few other people here and there, it helped out a little bit. But, no, I really wasn't given that much guidance through middle school and high school for what to do for a career. Yeah, that's a shame. Back in 1973, uh, example, when I started teaching school, um, actually, the first class I taught was a class that I helped design. I was on the committee for the state of West Virginia to design this class. It was called Career Exploration. And it was a pre-vocational class primarily for ninth graders and it was housed at high school, at Milton High School at the time. And we had three different uh, uh, pods, if you will, or three different pathways. We talked about manufacturing, construction, uh, business, those kinds of things, and uh, agriculture also was in there. And we took those kids through those components, took them on field trips, uh, let them shadow people, you know, and it was a good program. As a matter of fact, probably 20 years later, I ran into this kid on the golf course. I was calling him a kid, but he was a man then. You know? <laughs> and uh, 
I said, uh, well, how, how you doing? He said, you don't remember me, do you, Mr. Lake? And I said, yeah, I remember you. And, and his first name was Andy. I won't give his last name. But I said, yeah, I remember you, Andy. And I said, um, how you doing? He said, well, I'm glad I ran into you because I wanted to thank you. And I said, well, okay, what, what, what about? And he said, well, that career exploration class you had, you know, you took us to a machine shop and, and you, uh, when we worked out in the shop there at, Milton High School, you said, you know, you've got a pretty good aptitude with this, you're good at math, maybe you ought to take a look at the machine trades. And he said, I'm a foreman in a machine shop now. So, you know, you get those little stories. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I was still principal here at Barbersville Middle School, we wrote the curriculum for and got the curriculum approved for uh, a class just called Careers here, and we plugged it into the related arts rotation. Well, a couple of years ago in Cabell County, they took that to the next step and they call it now career literacy so uh, the students get a reading curriculum and get to learn about some careers also so hopefully that's going to be a, a help to some some students how about your uh, you've got a son here at Barbersville don't you? I do I do uh, his name is Austin Reed he's an eighth grader he's excited to get the Cabin Midland next year uh, he wants to go into the Career Technology Center. He wants to start learning electrician because he wants to either become either an electrical engineer or a mechanical engineer over time. Yeah. So, you know, and I've explained to him, you know, and I've showed him because he's seen my college debt just from community college. Right. I'm like, by the time you get to college, you know, it could be double or almost quadruple what it is oh, now. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you know, even if he just goes part-time as an, even after he gets his electrician's license, he's still going to save himself thousands of dollars in tuition fees. Yeah, we're going to interview Mr. Barnett who's the director at the Career Tech Center and want to talk about some of those things and, and, and what I've never been able to quite understand uh, in career counseling why more kids aren't encouraged to go to the Career Tech Center because even if a kid wants to be a doctor you know they there's medical programs they could go through there's a CAD class for those engineers there's you know, if somebody wanted to be an electrical engineer, why not go through the electrician's program like you're talking about? You know, there are just so many things that they can gain. And, of course, uh, people, uh, I think, kind of need real-world type of experiences. You know, book learning, as we used to call it back yes. in the baby boomer days, uh, is one thing. But actually getting your hands dirty and getting getting involved in something is, is, is quite another. What, what say you? Uh, I, I completely agree. Uh, when I went back to college, you know, I didn't go right out of high school. I had been trying to work and find a, you know, a steady job with just a high school diploma for several years. And, you know, as you were mentioning, uh, Avril Reynolds, uh, mm -hmm. another former student that I have known since elementary school, she went through the LPM program. And then she did so well, I believe there was a college who offered her a full ride for their RM program. Wow. So, I mean, and she's done really well with that. Um, you know, um, I do know a couple of people who went through the AutoCAD program. They're doing pretty well now with all of that and in construction and different fields of that nature. Uh, you know, and uh, I believe the Votech or the Career Technology Center, as it's called now, has a, I think at one time their LPM program was linked to Ohio University's right. RM program right. to help them continue on with their education for that, to help them keep improving with that. Right. You know, uh, yeah, but when I went back to college, the wealth of experience that I had going in, I mean, you know, the younger kids who didn't have a whole lot of life experience, I mean, I, what I could see in the classroom, I mean, just related so much better than just going straight in. Right, I think it's one thing that we, we lack today, and 
and it's good to hear that you're active in your son's life. You know, there's so many parents that are just on the sidelines, and uh, a lot of parents today don't want to be parents. They want to be buddies or pals, and, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times the, the raising of the kid is, uh, the child is left up to grandma and grandpa, or in some cases, great grandma and great grandpa, you know, and uh, I think uh, the uh, you really miss out if you're not actively involved in their lives. You know, we can't expect, you know, we can't expect the school to teach them everything. We can't, you know, the public school is in crisis right now. Um, and uh, a lot of the reason for that is every societal ill that comes down the pike, we expect the school to fix it. And sometimes parents are just going to have to step up and say, you know, I'm going to take charge of this situation. I'm going to teach my kid right from wrong. I'm going to teach him this. Uh, but uh, some of the things that you've done, being active in your son's life, uh, probably have, have uh, helped you focus your goals in, too, I'd say. It has, it has. Uh, you know, uh, he uh, he was a bit of a handful when he was younger, but sure. we just kept at it, kept at it. Acorn you know, didn't fall far. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very true. Yeah. Uh, but you know, um, you know, my situation was a little bit different than his because sure. you know my handicapped sister Di sure. got a lot of I the understand. attention, and I mean, I, you know, I I never put her in the equation. I always remove her from it. Uh, right. My mother and I do have our own issues from uh, problems that have come up in the past, and you know, my older sister. You know, Barb, as much as I love her, she was a handful, too. Sure. And, you know, my mother didn't have it easy. Three kids on her on her own for a while, and then I had a terrific stepdad. Right. You know, he stepped up. He came in with two teenagers and a special needs child and really made a, you know, a big impact. And, you know, you were there to talk to when sure. I was, I mean, you know, I was in your office quite a bit. Right. <laughs> you know, Miss Dilly, I mean, God bless, you know, she yeah. was just always such an open ear, never judge. and. Right. And, I mean, there was one time when I was really, truly sick, and she picked up the phone and really gave my mother an earful. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I was really hurting, and, she, you know, she, uh, she, you know, Miss Dilly cared about every student who walked through oh, her door. Yeah. She sure did. And, uh, you know, I've had, uh, of course, I was a principal for in excess of 20 years, and then the last six years of my career, I went over to the dark side. I was a personnel manager at the <laughs> board office and uh, hired a lot of people. I, I dealt uh, primarily with service personnel, the uh, cooks, custodians, secretaries, LPNs, uh, you know, teachers, aides. Um, and you have a lot of people coming in, and, and you talked about the lady with the master's degree that works with you. Well, we've got uh, folks in the county here who are uh, service personnel in various with with lots of degrees they have we have them with master's degrees uh, I have uh, one young man who's one of the finest employees uh, that we uh, ever hired I think he has two degrees and uh, you know but he really didn't want to pursue what he got the degrees in and he loves being a custodian because he uh, he writes and does some research and he works evening shifts so that gives him time to do what he wants to do. We have another custodian who has a tremendous degree from a tremendous school in art, and by and he could have been a head custodian a long time ago, but he prefers to work an evening shift so he can do his art in the day. So I mean, you know, sometimes we go to college, colleges, college or community college, um, you know, we go 
not really knowing what we want to do, but just the exercise of going through it sometimes is helpful, I think. It's a, sometimes it's just an exercise in endurance. It is, it is. Uh, you know, like when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to major in at Mount West, I was really torn between two different majors. I right. chose hospitality overall because I figured, you know, hotel work is always going to be around. You know, it's, I thought at the time it was recession-proof. Well, I found out otherwise because, you know, I, I did work for Marriott up in Canton, Ohio for a while, and, you know, the, the company was bought out, and just, you know, it, it, you know, there was just so much flux. The pay has gotten lower over the years in hospitality work. Even in management, pay has really decreased. Uh, you know, to get on a cruise, everybody thinks, oh, you know, I'll get on a cruise line or I'll work at a resort. I mean, you've got to, <laughs> right. you've got to be in the top 1% oh, yeah. to even have your name acknowledged. And that takes a long time to really prove that in that field. Oh, yeah. Well, my son was a competitive ice skater back in the day. He was a pair skater. And, uh, you know, he was all over the country, um, trained at the Olympic Training Center, all kinds of things. And and the problem with pair skating, usually the girls start out as uh, little girls and they get too big. They grow up, you know, too big to skate pairs. <laughs> yeah. He got tired of breaking in new partners and tired of living a starving artist life, so he pursued a vocation, and God called him to preach, and he's pastor of northern Ohio now. But I think uh, God used that skating experience to get him where he needed to be to be where he is today, you know. So, yeah, I think the hand of God often, you know, moves in, in, in people's lives and uh, sets up situations and, and circumstances that... Uh, allow people to do different things that may not be a lifelong career, but it's it's certainly something uh, uh, something to think about. So if you were advising, uh, you know, kids in general today, what, uh, or parents or grandparents, got a lot of parents and grandparents that listen to this podcast, what, what would your advice be to them in, with regard to their child's education and life after high school? Because it, it comes around, you know. It does, it does. Um, for the parents and the grandparents that are listening, you know, be supportive, but be part of their life. Don't be in their life. Be part of their life. Right. You know, if they're excited about, you know, my son plays orchestra, right. you know, so he's excited for Allstate and all county, and, and, you know, I was there as well. So for him, it's a second generation, so it's something we can share. Find a, the common bond. You know, if it's, you know, a, a back in my day, you know, kids had Nintendo. We came up through up to the PlayStation 2 before really the new generation took over with PlayStation 3 and 4 and the Xbox 360 and L1 and all that. Find, you know, even if you just spend 20 minutes a day bonding over that, find something that you can connect to to start really building a new connection because, you know, kids grow up. Things change, you know. You, your son or daughter may be into soccer now, but in two or three years, they may be, may be into music or they right. may be into something else that's completely different. Right. And for a lot of kids that, like me, that were shunned, that felt shunned and left out, because we didn't have a parent to really connect with. You know, my stepdad, like I said, he, he's a great guy, but he was always working. He worked for right. CSX. You know, he was a senior trackman for CSX, and that's a very demanding job, very tiring. Sure. And, you know, like I said, my handicapped sister, she was always in needs of things. So, you know, I kind of got, in a way, left out in the cold of not knowing who I was, where I needed to go, and things like that. And I've had people ask, well, why didn't your stepdad just get you on with CSX? Because he wanted better for me. Right. One of the things we did sit down and talk about is, what do I want to do? 
uh, you know, I, you know, some points I, you know, I thought about being a police officer. Right. You know, I tried to pursue music. I'm doing my writing now, which I have an agent. We're trying to turn my books into movies, but I mean, you know, that's still a million to one shot. Sure. And you know, Alcon, like I said, is a great job. But not everybody can be hired there. You know, so, so just take some time, bond, find out what your kids are into. You know, I, I Austin and I, uh, we take walks over the summer during break on weekends and stuff to be outside, enjoy the sunshine. He loves being outside. So we were just talking, and he's like, well, I don't, you know, he's like, I want to do this, this, this. I'm like, well, you know, one of the ways you may be able to get into it, look into the Bowtech Center when right. you get towards the end of your middle school career and you know he's doing that now he's looked into it he's excited you know he can't wait to get to high school and he's torn between do I want to spend the whole day at the Votech or do I want to spend half and half right and I'm like well you're gonna have to make that choice because if you want to continue playing orchestra you have to do half and half but if you want to commit full time to you know learning more about the trade you want to go into go the full day you know I'll leave him that choice so that way he can't be like, well, you pressured me into it, or you know, we didn't discuss it, and no, you made the choice. We did discuss it. You know, have it, this is on you. Whatever you choose, right. I will support your decision. And that's another thing: when kids want to make a decision, support their decision. Yeah, don't say, oh, you don't want to do that. What's the matter with you? You know, you don't. Or that, or, know, that or that's that's you know that that's nothing. That's just a phase. Or you know that's you know there's no money in that. Right. Let them experience. It's the experience sometimes that proves to be. You know the most valuable thing you can teach right you know like with these kids these kids are wanting to grow up so fast nowadays and you know like I've told my son like I've told Austin when you get out there and you're working even if you just stay as an electrician go enjoy your 20 take jobs that allow you to travel go experience right. places go experience you know New York Chicago LA Miami Jacksonville Houston Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, Seattle, Portland, you know, go enjoy those places right. don't rush don't worry about having to rush through because you know as you stated, things have changed since the time you became a teacher, as to the teachers now. Right. You know, go enjoy what's out there in the world. Go and, you know, get get the knowledge, get the experience, get the cultures, you know. Right. The culture has changed so much that, you know, I, I one of my best friends is actually an American citizen that came here from Kenya right. to finish his education. One of my best friends in the world, I know uh, he's taught me a lot about his culture. I wish I could speak some Swahili, but, <laughs> I mean, it is such a difficult language. And, right. and, and he works, you know, he worked with me at Pullman Plaza when I was banquet manager there, and he works in the lab now at Alcon with his master's degree in chemistry. And, you know, it, and he's also now, he's a sergeant in the U.S. Army. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's pretty good. You know, another thing you mentioned about getting kids involved in uh, all of these different uh, all these different uh, things that they might be interested in. I see a lot of parents today uh, using these activities as babysitters. They just drop the kids off, you know. Uh, we see it at church a lot, drop the kid off to church instead of, you know, coming if the kid's interested in going to church and be interested to go with him. If the kid's interested in soccer, you might not like soccer but you sit and endure it, you know. It's just like yep. uh, the parents I feel sorry for are the kids who are involved in track because your kid usually runs two events. One of them's at the very first of the meet and the other's at the end, so you're sitting yeah. there for four hours waiting for your kid to, to see your kid run for eight minutes or something, you know. So, uh, But it shouldn't be a drop-off, should it? it no, shouldn't. it shouldn't. And another thing that, uh, you know, my wife and I were guilty of this for a little bit is, in a, in a relationship, in a marriage, in a partnership, 
don't be an individual. You right. have to be a team. You have to communicate together. You have to make decisions together. You have to, you know, be cohesive. You have to sit down and talk. Whether you're comfortable with the topic or not, you have to discuss it because if it doesn't get done, that's when feelings get hurt. That's when trust is broken. You know, that, that that's when the kids suffer because the parents fight. Right. You know, and, and that's something we learned very early on in our marriage is that we can't be an individual. We have to come together to really be a team to, you know, show, hey, you know, we are in this for all of us. Right. For myself, for your mom, for you, you know, for everybody. When we make a decision, we make it together. Right. Don't just, oh, well, yeah, you know, okay, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have to listen to you uh, gripe and complain. Listen to the gripe have a counter-argument, be civil about it, and work together as parents, yeah. not as co-parents. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to do that. Like I say, they want to just do their own thing. Uh, Mom's got Susie at cheerleading practice, and Dad's got uh, little Johnny at the baseball field or whatever. And, and uh, you know, I, I know when I grew up, one of the cardinal rules we had, and even with my kids, raising my kids, you're always together for dinner. You know, you had a, you sat down for dinner together, you know, and uh, there's a time that that family needs to, you know, talk and, and communicate, and it's important. But, you know, there's that level of commitment is kind of unusual today. It really is. Well, we're about out of time for this week, but before, uh, before we go, tell us how we can find your books. Somebody's looking for one of your books, uh, where's, oh. where's the best place to go? Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're a Kindle reader, you can go to Amazon.com. It's under the name Jason Blaine, B-L-Y-A-N-E, or you can also find me on Mr. Lake's page as well. Send me right. a friend request or a message. I'm always, you know, open to discuss my books. Uh, you can also go to Draft, uh, yeah, Draft to Digital, and that's for other platforms such as, uh, you know, people who don't have uh Kindles and Kindle Fires and such. They do have other platforms that are out there for that. Right. Also through, uh, they just dropped Google, so Google Play isn't an option. I'll have to manually upload for that. Right. But, uh, yeah, I've got four books that actually take place right here in the area. Wow, that's awesome. And actually, my biggest reading base is in the United Kingdom, and they've actually talked about wanting to come over here to visit the area from the way it's been described in my books. Good, good. Well, you're promoting tourism and everything. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Well, listen, uh, Josh, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. I really appreciate you coming by, and, uh, uh, man, I'm just so proud of you and uh, what you've done with your life. And uh, you, you know, when you have teachers that care and, you know, an, act, uh, an interactive principals and stuff that take part in the student's career, it, it right. does make a difference. Okay. Well, Josh, have a great day. God bless you, and, and uh, we'll see you down the road, okay? Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, that was our interview with Josh Bloss, and uh, what a what a good time we had there, uh, talking about a little bit of old times and uh, talking about what he's been doing. And uh, fine young man, it's always good to see former students succeed as Josh has. Well, next week we hope to air an interview with uh, the director of Cabell County Career Technology Center, Frank Barnett, as we talk about. Opportunities not only available at the Cabell County Center, but uh, vocational opportunities as we talk about life after high school and some of the options you have. We're also going to be talking to some college types and some other former students and people who are involved in curriculum to help kids make uh, wise uh, choices for uh, life after high school. I hope you've gleaned a little bit from this interview today. I know I had a great time uh, with Josh there. So... 
That's all the time we have for today. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Share us with your friends. Drop us an email at bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Have a great week, and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye.